Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. I forgot you'd wrangled me into it. <laughs> so I was getting ready to sit out there, and you know, here I am. Can you tell me about the ribbons? How does that work? Is that only for presenters? <coughs> oh, no, no, no. The ribbons are... Uh, lots of people have ribbons. I have ribbons. Um, and how do you get ribbons? A lot of times you can just ask for them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people have requirements. Yeah. I have a requirement for mine. Uh, I like to hear stories about people's costume failures because I have shit fail on me all the time and I like feeling like I'm not alone. Yep, there's there's a lot of failures out there, but it's a uh, it's a reassurance to me and to them to everyone. It's just like yeah, everyone has stuff break and lots of times things don't go what the way that you want them to and now that I'm in, in full gear, I've got it. I love it. Thank yep. you. Thank you. It is a little black ribbon. It says, stand back, I have an idea. Oh, no. <laughs> so if anyone wants that one of my ribbons, come up and tell me any, time, any kind of story you've had with a costume failure or a prop failure or anything. And I will... It, that's, that's what I want to hear. Keeps us all on the same page. Keeps us all... Remembering that it's uh, Sorry, I'm not always perfect the first time. I, uh, I want one. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, my, my story is, uh, for the very first Wild Wild West one, uh, I uh, put things together with hot dip. Ah, yes! That's about it. Well, up, in, up in Seattle where I'm at, it's not a problem, but down here, down here it's a problem. Down here, a problem. <laughs> down here you'll be covering hot goo. <laughs> Oh my god, yes I do. Okay. I heard that you were on a list. I'm on a several list. Uh, which one? You got the the masked man in a casino list. Oh god. Yeah, they're making whole rules about me now. It's okay, it's fine. Yeah, I was excited to hear that you got that the volunteers were telling me about the list you got on. Oh yeah, uh she was packing a ray gun and they were they stopped us at the thing. And they had to radio in to make sure that prop weapons were cool to go through one, that one little section of the casino. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, <laughs> so they brought out the managers, and the other managers, and Dina brought out her manager. Uh, but basically, Dina runs the show anyway, so. Uh, she was like, I just want to make sure everyone here, but at the same time, is it okay to bring in prop weapons? They're like, yeah, bring in prop weapons. You just can't wear the mask when you're coming through the <laughs> We're back. America is back. Yeah. You know, it's true. 
Yeah. Right. Well, uh, let's get this thing bit on the road. What are we doing? Right? Is it ham stopping in the machine? I make things out of other things. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This guy is a medical anomaly, also. He doesn't get to brag about that very much. No, 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 no. That's. Yeah, no. Everyone, most people that are in the steampunk community have got some fun uh, medical shenanigans. Uh, Lord Towers has got a mechanical heart. A real life one. A real, a real life one. Inside as well. In, in, it's inside as well as outside. Yeah. Uh, and I have, my bones are constantly thickening. So that's, everyone's got some kind of fun thing. Yeah. I guess my fun thing, uh, hi, my name is Tony. I go by the Necrofessor, and I created Plague Life. Uh, it was a webcomic back in 2013, 14, something like that. And, uh, and it finally started kicking off in 2015, and then uh, Smash cut a few years later, and the plague happened. Um, I've always been a, a fixture in the steampunk community, and uh, I also make things. And uh, I decided to uh, uh, bring all this stuff to the world of 3D by having to learn how to do leather crafting, learn how to make big props, learn how to make other crazy contraptions that you want, and uh, also do it on a budget, because we're all broke. I mean, most of us. No, we are. Because <laughs> we're makers. Yeah. We're artists. It's gonna happen. Make a mess? Yeah. Yeah, make a mess. You're you're gonna you're gonna make some mistakes along the way. Unless you said mask. I learned how to make a mask also, which is cool. Alright. Lord Towers. Um I'm what you would call an at-home engineer. So I just find anything random, and I can pretty much make something out of it. Um, he is also very meticulous with his gear placement. Yes, I am OCD whenever it comes to gears on things. So anything that you see that has a gear on it from me will actually either be functional or mesh correctly. Oh, he's, he's understating it. I've gone into this guy's workshop, and he would be surrounded by all these 3D-printed gears that he had ratioed and created himself, and they would all be screwed across the table, and he's just like burying his hands in his head, and he's like, none of these fit. None of these are fitting! And I'm like, cool. And I come back three months later, and he's got a fully working mechanical uh, diorama, which is what, what eventually is what it turned into. Escapement patch. Escapement point. There's many, many crying over his game. Uh, well, my name is Kareem. I am the assistant to the Neck Professor. So I get to live right next to these guys, and I basically am learning. So I'm in the beginning of my steampunk journey. And so they, I get to see all the experiments in the beginning and say, what, that shape's going to make something? And then it does. So it's really cool um, just going around and 
going to different thrift stores or even just taking walks with these guys and they see something and they go, whoa, that looks like it could be something. And I go, well, that kind of looks like nothing. And they go, no, just wait. And um, then it turns into something amazing. So I'm getting to start seeing the world through new eyes, uh, basically steampunk eyes where different shapes and different things become something that you would never even recognize. So it's been an amazing year. It's been one year that I've been doing this, and it's awesome. We, we, we stole her, and we're going to keep her. <laughs> um, so I just also want to let you guys know that we are a very mellow bunch. This isn't going to be the like very lecture-type panel. So if that's what you're expecting, I'm sorry. You're going to be super disappointed. So we want your input. You guys are experts in the field as well. And so you guys have tips, tricks, and tips that we would also love to hear about. So feel free to jump in, shout out, tell us to be quiet. You have an awesome story you want to say. So don't don't be afraid. Just to throw that out. And I love that hat, sir. And I need to steal it. Get myself. Yes. So we're all broke. How do you? Can I start this off with? How do you rivet? How do you make rivets when you're broke? It's one of the weirdest shapes to fabricate, like in a big way. So how does one rivet? I know I know a handful of techniques. Uh, one is the googly eye method, which has its own problems. So tell us about the googly eye method. Has anyone seen Dino in, in person in about 2015? The full size Dino. Yeah, at least one person. Um, remember all the rivets that were on Dino? Um, so for some backstory, you should explain what Dino is for those who haven't seen Dino was a 23-foot long um, dinosaur costume that I made out of all pretty much found parts. It's a Utah Raptor. Yes, yeah, it's a Utah Raptor. And um, this is just his head. Uh, I decapitated him and brought him here today. Um, <laughs> As you did. He was... Uh, no, I, I, I chopped the fight. I'll never be in him again. Um, he almost killed me. Yeah. Um, Based on the stories I've heard, I think you lost 20 pounds in, in that suit. Yeah, in about like an hour. Uh, easy uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good format phone. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get there in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes. Yes. But um, he had thousands of rivets all on him. And um, I have a thing about whenever doing rivets, um, uh, we first started with uh, googly eyes, and I put like a couple on there, and I jiggled it a little bit, and you, you can hear the little, the, the google in the eye, um, just kind of jiggle. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the official name is the google. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's the google in the eye, okay, yeah, yeah that's right. I heard him jiggle, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Um, so I cut open a hole in the back, and I put a drop of super glue in, just to super glue the uh, rivets into place. By that the, you mean you and I Google. sat for several hours <laughs> with an exacto blade super glue in the garage, right? Yeah. I was like, hey, this looks good. Oh, so no. We just, the big super maraca dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> super glued the Google in all the eyes. Over and over and over until we had all of them done on the entire dinosaur. It took forever. 
But it was very cheap because you'd get like 200, 200 yeah. for like a buck. Yeah. Uh, so what are some other uh, uh, easy rivet stuff? I I'm just going to ramble off a couple. Uh, there's some stuff at the Dollar Tree called gemstone stickers. They, they create a little Kavachan looking shape, half semicircle thing. And uh, I would recommend not using that glue. That glue sucks. So if you peel off the glue on that and put your own glue on it, then you stick it on this. It's a little time, uh, you know, everything takes a long time when you're trying to fabricate rivets. Uh, unless you're actually using real rivets. Um, and when that just starts getting really, really heavy. Uh, this jetpack, for instance, is a combination of a couple of thingies. For one, this one, is, these are fake rivets. I just, uh, since this is foam, I just cut out, I just took a metal cylinder and I shaped the inside of it to make it sharp and pointy. And I kind of crammed it into all these points and I uh, painted it. Ta-da! Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And exactly. the ones that are more 3D, that's actually hot glue. I just took a, I used a super glue, uh, gorilla glue, yes. hot glue. Yeah, I don't, use, glue. I don't use the normal hobby glue because it doesn't quite do the thing. Um, so you do that, you like, uh, you gotta do the fancy hot glue technique where you spray the little dollop and you're like, Take <laughs> it off, because you got that dumb little string that likes to ruin everything. Uh, but eventually, you become a Zen master of making fake rivets. I, uh, I'm, I should work at a pastry place. <laughs> and, uh, so I slap this with. Uh, oh my gosh, it's got lights. That's oh yeah. a different panel. Oh, these are these are ripped out of those uh, icicle lights. Oh yeah. Those icicle Christmas lights, um, and attached to a nine volt battery. Uh, not necessarily to save this thing, but it's, it's nine volts going through a it's thing. Steam it's not yeah. supposed to be safe. After, after Christmas, we got those. All of them have the in individual little chips on them. And after Christmas, we got them at like a 80% discount. So we can cut those individual lights because they each have the chip and oh attach gosh. them to... Uh, yeah. Whatever we wanted. That, yeah. that is like one of my number one recommendations for steampunk on a budget is shop after holidays. Oh yeah. That like seventy percent off, eighty percent off. For example, Christmas, the clearance. You can find us like on the twenty sixth, like roaming around our friend Myers and being like, what's seventy percent off? Because you like uh, those clear uh, Christmas balls are great for like giant eyeballs and yeah. little mechanical things, and you never know what you're gonna need. And it's so easy to rip that stuff apart. And you spent like a buck on it. So if it doesn't work, it's... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I see how you did that. You attached a cable, like a bike cable line. There's the cable that attaches to the other end of the thingy. And you squeeze it. Oh my god, you're so smart! I gotta examine your brain. I gotta scan it one day. I'll scan it. Posthumously, potentially. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's the only way to scan. Uh, so, uh, what are what are other things? Hey, we're all broke, so we gotta find some foam. How does one find the foam? May I jump in? Yeah. Rivets? Yeah. Yeah. Go to your stationary scroll and that scroll time. The little um your notebooks, your little clips, the little clips that spread out. The yeah. brads. The brads. Oh, yeah. The brads. Yeah. I love it. Those are nice. Yeah. And then you can copper them or gold them or whatever color you want. You get like 100 for 69 cents. That is what is right here. Yes, the person in the back. I have another suggestion for rivets because I'm accident prone and hot glue will like inevitably end up in absolute chaos. Uh, googly eyes. 
Yeah. That's what they said. Yeah, yeah, those work great, and then you make cool little shaky shaky sounds as you're walking. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're looking for them, if you want the, if you want that maraca sound. Uh, also, another thing that people do leather work. I don't know if you're like me, but when I started doing leather work, suddenly I was surrounded by stray rivets that had just gotten lost around everywhere. And I'm like, oh god. So I slowly started collecting them all with the dumbest intention of me one day gonna have some OCD moment and I'm gonna sift them all back and I'm gonna get my money back. What? <laughs> so anyway, I held onto them in this like little uh, the, the lid of a spray can cup thing. And uh, I decided I was like, hey, if I'm gonna put rivets on stuff, why don't I use actual rivets? And so I tried gluing it on there, and they're not super flat. So you actually have to take a rivet thing, hammer it down flat, then make a little dough, then glue it on, and I'm like, this is taking a long time. <laughs> so, uh, but if you're working with foam, you might be able to pull something off like that. We add a little bit of glue, cram it on there, hold it for a second, and then let go, and bam, it's basically a part of the foam at that point. So if you, uh, you know, everyone's got like extra scrap, and stuff laying around. It's always best to try and utilize them as most of that as you can. And anybody who works with sewing has way too many different fabrics that they're like, I'm gonna use this one day. Do not uh, call uh, me out. Like <laughs> 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 you Did you see the woman last night with the jacket that was like patchwork? Oh, oh Tia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Oh my gosh, I spent about 15 minutes talking to her. There was there were buttons, there oh, was yeah. lace. It was amazing. Probably could have got all that from the first store. You know, oh, no, it's like if you sew, you've got odds and ends. Oh, yeah, it's with everyone. Yeah. You know, that's what you do. You'd be efficient and recycle. Mm -hmm. yeah, she she is a, a master of hand sewing. It's all of it for hand stitch. I know, I know. Take me a year to no, do something thanks. like that. She's like, no, a couple thanks. months. Tap it out. Chief, do you have any rivet suggestions before we move on? It's going to sound weird. Perfect. Um, well, we want. Yeah, we like it. I mean, googly eyes, you know, it works, but the same problem. I don't like the Moroccan noise. Um, so I started looking around for different ways on how to get, because I also don't, I don't want the little ones, I want lots of different sizes, and I found a, a, a gal who makes taxidermy eyes, and basically it's, it's, a, it's a half dome that you then, you know, put an image on the back end, and presto, so it's like, well, I don't need the eye, I just need the half domes. So I just looked around, I guess, I, now I have bags and bags of random sizes of half-dome, plastic half-domes that I just reach in and just slap stuff on. I, it's And they're big, they're chunky. They're big, they're chunky, yeah. they're durable, um, they're not like the uh, the googly eyes where they're hollow. Um, and it, yeah, I can just put them basically wherever I want. Uh, if, if any of you remember the, the minecart that I had a couple of years ago, uh, that's, it was just basically uh, taxidermy eyes as the bolts. Yeah. But they were they're all about that big around. And you get it from her like at a discount, you get her rejects and you uh, it's I basically it's just like, okay, I see what she's doing. Where does she go? Ah. And it's just like and I just started looking for just these half domes. And it's like, oh, I can get a big old bag of these for five bucks, sure. Yeah. But you bring up a valid point. And one thing's in this panel that I always talk about is make friends. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> because She's kicked me a lot of just old rejects or like colors people don't want or something. Sure. So I've got a I've got a couple of them kicking around. That's right. First place you go if you go to a store is the clearance section. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but going back to like the fabric cord, like knowing someone who has a who has a whole room dedicated to their fabric. <laughs> 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 Oh, 
more room. Yeah. <laughs> it's all compressed. Yes. Right. And when you don't have enough, you get more from your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if they had a 12 step program for bear uh, recorders, uh, it would be bad to <laughs> That's kind of cool. Like a free library except for books. You're just like sticking fabric samples in there. Uh, I like that. Yeah. A community fabric. No, please, Tony. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is, if we were to do that here, you'd have to bring all of your fabric down and you'd leave with more fabric than you came with. <laughs> in the SCA, they call that fabric wars. <laughs> And they do it. <laughs> it okay, so I want, a, I want like an old-timey bomber jacket or something. Where am I going to get that? Right? It took, well, it took me like two years or three years yeah, of good yeah, hunting. Yeah. That, that, you know, you'd have to be consistent. you got to go back to the store on a regular-ish basis. And the moment you see it, you got to swoop it up. Otherwise, uh, you know, that's right. Gone. And if the price sucks, then, you know, that sucks too. But, yeah, yeah, and, uh, but it's better than full price. Exactly. And another thing I wanted to kind of point out is that a lot of people that are thrifty also have a lot of hobbies. And if we had a better community of communicating that stuff, being like, hey, I got a bunch of this stuff that I don't use for, I don't know, woodworking. I decided I was going to get into woodworking. I'm never doing woodworking. And here's a bunch of woodworking stuff. Have you Me? heard of free I was gonna say we need a find nothing group just for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also need to know a senior so they can go through the and. Precisely. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a bargain to be had. <laughs> like, like I, keep, I, need to, I need to get something to further my craft. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. You know. Otherwise, I'd be hitting up Craigslist random ads all the time. Be like, yeah, sir. I'll meet you in a dark alleyway to get a 1910 like, paper press. Sure. I don't know how you got it out there, but I'll meet you. What? You've got a van and there's candy in there? <laughs> all right. Let's keep going. Your assistant is giving me tips, sir. Oh. Oh? <laughs> oh. 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 Uh, you know, Nerf guns, and I'll take them home, sand them down, repaint them, and resell them out to people. Um, also, when I'm out there, I'm constantly looking for fun shapes. Uh, it's actually uh, Saturday at 2:30. I've got a, I've got a fun with shapes thing. Um, but I got it into my head a couple of years ago. I wanted to build a steampunk mystery science theater, and so I was going around to thrift stores looking for bowling pins and the the catcher's mask and uh, uh, I couldn't find a gumball machine but I eventually built it around a, a plasma ball that I found. No, it's it, 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 it's the wrong kind of gumball machine. It's a very specific gumball machine. But I couldn't find. Anyway, um, it's knowing knowing a lot of people. Knowing a lot of people, we are uh, up in Seattle. There used to be uh, the Steamposium convention. Um, it folded in, God, what, seven, eight years ago? Uh, 2017 was the year that didn't happen. Yeah. Anyway, when that, when that closed down, they had all of this 
Bogger stuff. They had all this stuff for building stuff with, and I inherited all of that. Oh wow! And so, where do you live? <laughs> I, well, I, live up, I live up near Seattle, um, but because I've just had all these totes and totes and totes, and it's just like I've gone through it since 2017. I'm, I, I, there's nothing else in here for me. Um, and I, I saw that this year, Wild WestCon is also doing a swap meet, and that's awesome. Um, hi, yeah, I think it's on Sunday. Yeah, it's on Sunday. It's in the program. Um, they're doing a swap meet where you can just kind of take and trade and whatever. Uh, I did something similar up in uh, at the Brass Brew Consortium that is up in Port Townsend, Washington, where I brought all of these totes and just dumped them out and just free, just take oh, take whatever. It was steampunk Christmas, guys. It was <laughs> the brass and gears yep. and gauges. Oh, and, and, and while I had, had been doing that, people were all like, oh, I can just bring stuff? I'm like, I, I guess, as long as I'm not leaving with more than I came here with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, people were bringing stuff, people were taking stuff. Uh, I came home and spent the next week taking apart two dozen brass lamps. Because there's a lot of neat pieces, but I don't want the whole life. So I'm like, take it apart, take this piece, that piece. And so now I'm the proud owner of two dozen assorted pieces of brass lamps and I might find a use for them or I'll just take them up next year, dump them out and let you know someone else swap around for them. There's also different places, there's yard sales, garage sales, whatever you call it. Yard sales, estate sales, yeah. um, I have a, I have a, I, I've bought, I've been very lucky and I've gotten, I've gotten a house, um, always buy from a hoarder. Nobody puts a bid on it. I, we were the only bid to put on this house, and I get a house of stuff that I get to go through to see what I want to keep. Um, I'm also friends with people who, you know, are hoarders or their parents are hoarders, and as you know, time progresses and we need to empty houses or whatever, I have found so many just weird things just cleaning out hoarder houses. Uh, that being said, don't be a hoarder. <laughs> if you have something for a year or two and you haven't found a use for it, give it to someone else immediately. Except for fabric. Except for fabric. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> if you don't follow these instructions, you will be drowning in whatever it is you're hoarding. You've seen our house. I've seen your house Why I'm saying this. And something that I noticed going to garage sales and estate sales, if there, um, if you explain kind of what you're yeah. doing, you find something really cool and you go, hey, yeah. I'm going to be building this thing with this. I found that people want to give it to you for so much cheaper than what they're actually, they're like a price tag of $25 and they go, oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. Take it for five. Oh my God. You know, like we want you, they feel the excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm building you know, a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> Money is an object. <laughs> well, no, but that same kind of idea, I've gotten old clarinets, old trombones, yeah. uh, and it's, uh, there's fun to be had. Yep. But it's, there's fun to be had in old musical instruments. Uh, they're hard to find, but when you can't find them, it is, is it a, it, it's a delight. There's a lot of... Uh, exactly. But it, and I was reminded by the assistant um, that I need to talk to you about this place that I turned her on to. I think there's one in Tucson. If not, I know there's one in Phoenix. Um, so the Goodwill. 
whatever your thoughts are on the Goodwill, at the end of their cycle, so if you donate something, it stays for like a month, and then it gets put in this big crate and shipped to the... Somewhere. The second Goodwill. The second Goodwill. Yeah, yeah they all trade stuff around. But um, usually there's like a, a distribution center. And in our area, it's in Medford, and it's called the Way and Way, the resale. And everything's just in these totes, these giant bins, and you buy stuff by the pound. Um, and it's all the like rejects from other Goodwills. So, you know, if if you want leather, I always recommend if you need leather for a project to go there because you can get a leather jacket for two bucks and you can strip that leather. They found two anatomical spines at this place for five bucks. Um, they're like that oh. chiropractic kind of like show like the nerves in it. Oh my god, five bucks. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend if you get a chance to go to one of those places. Um, I can't legally say dumpster diving, but uh, if anyone is dumpster diving, it, it can be very If you fall into a dumpster, what do you do? Actually, this is something that happened to my grandmother. Now, this is back in the 60s. Um, myself, my my uncle, they're all like same age. And the, they used to have yellow goodwill boxes on the corners. I don't know if anybody remembers those there, but this is in Long Beach because they have them on the corners and such. She would have us go into them and take things out. So it's, I'm kind of like a jumpster diver in a way. Specified. So when, when businesses are going out of business, oh yes, yeah. a lot of times they're like, okay, we couldn't sell all this stuff, so just throw it in the dumpster in the back. And they get a huge dumpster and everything, brand new stuff, just gets tossed. Sad story of the pandemic and when people could get out again and took stuff to Goodwill and they had, they just threw it in, they didn't do anything, they just threw it in, I don't know where it went after that. Probably to one of the distribution Hopefully, where Hopefully. you just, yeah, you grab a shopping cart and it's like, hey, the shopping cart, you weigh it at the end. Yeah. I think shopping cart, highly shopping cart. Yeah, the, 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 one of the nice things about Goodwill is that they will kind of rotate around That's good. and I they'll pack stuff up and send it to other places. In terms of leather or something that looks like leather, I'm sure you guys have done this. My daughter's done this. It's like, I don't need the leather pants because I would never deconstruct a jacket unless I was making a different jacket. But anyway, she just took, you know, took all the leather pants, whatever they were, and she cut out the pieces that she needed for whatever she was sewing. Thank you, because I taught her how to sew. So that <laughs> I didn't have to make all their costumes. So anyway, but you know, repurposing stuff. Oh, all leather. The time. Uh, so don't be afraid to skin a couch. I was just say, I always suggest getting a leather couch. <laughs> Yeah. No, this sounds weird, but think about how much leather is on a leather couch. And I've skinned a couch before. throw them away all the time. Yes. And you'll see them like, and I know Josh is over here at Beach going to tell me that don't keep hoarding things in my no, house. No, 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 no. It's, it's certainly okay, back. The, the first house that I had, uh, again, hoarder house. I've always ever bought hoarder houses. In the backyard, there was a suede couch. And I could not have been happy. I'm still oh using pieces <laughs> of this suede couch. Just <laughs> went out back with a knife to skin the couch. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. now this is easy to throw away. 
Mm -hmm. You want the friend? We have a, a one of our friends that lives in Canada that comes to the Pacific Northwest Brass Room Consortium. Uh, actually, took my advice on the on the couch. And I was so excited, and she made a hoop dress out of leather. And she was oh, like, God. she's like, this is a couch that I saw driving down the street in the best <laughs> And I stopped them, and I was like, what are you doing with that? And they're like, going to the dump. And she's like, no, turn around. My house is right there. And they were like, all this like patchwork leather it was gorgeous. Oh wow! But oh, it's wow. it not That's just leather and stuff. There's a lot of uh, like upholstery fabric. Yeah, is also real, real good. Yeah, I mean the, the coils and springs, uh, those were always fun. But upholstery fabric, uh, I've known a lot of people to make vests out of upholstery fabric. You can make all. Kinds and it's of it, there's all kinds of fun to be had from less than uh, standard uh, <laughs> origins. And it's just all uh, thinking outside the box. Enough fabric quarters, we, we know. That's right. Yeah, but again, you gotta you gotta shift some of it off to. Don't you just have a stack of like lime green fabric you've never used? So I also get a lot of shade because um, estate sales, but also estate auctions. Yes. Um, and I live in a retirement community. So oh my God. Where we no. live has a population of 6,000 people, just for some perspective. 6,000 people, and most of them are retired. So um, it's fun. <laughs> um, there are four steampunkers and then 6,000 retired people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we have a lot of like estate sales and estate auctions, obviously. So you call them estate sales, but like I have a couple stories to It's sad, but it's like, I have, I'm just scrapbooking also. I have a friend talking about hoarding. Uh, I have a friend who, um, he's all, well, my friend's brother is always on the lookout for stuff. And he'll, you know, the man says, my wife loves scrapbooking. He has a whole garage full of stuff. Here, take this for, you know, so I don't know how to read the obituaries. I have no idea how you find that out. Go for my scrapbook obituary. And here's, and here's, I think, part of why they're giving me shade. So, uh, one of the people that passed away was a curtain maker. Oh, no. She was a curtain designer, and she had all of her fabric still from the late 70s. Oh, my gosh. So if you need a faux velvet lime green if, fabric. She's got lime gold. green and, like, decolletage gold <laughs> and just some weird... The Weird. Oh, yeah. in monochrome over here. Okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they gave. They, they, I mean, I'd wear it. It's just that she's had it for a long time. They were going to send it to the dump, and you can't let rolls of fabric go to the dump. So I have 80 yard rolls oh my gosh. of these like curtain fabric. And I come home, and I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I, you love me very much, don't you? And I was like, yes, why? And I open up the back of the van, and it was so full of fabric that it was like way down. Oh, my God. And then the next two hours, I'm loading the van. <laughs> and you build a shed in the backyard. It's crazy. You, you wouldn't believe what I'd make in curtains. You know? So what are some things not to do? Things pay full price. Leather. <laughs> Pea leather. Ooh. That's that's one of my cardinal sins, is that it it I mean if you are if you have to whip up something like in like two hours, you gotta be out the door well, that's going different. to a thing, then yeah, that's fine. Uh, but don't try and put anything together with uh, imitation leather because it won't last. Yeah. It just won't. Paint won't stick to it. Your uh, your all their accoutrements and other stuff is gonna start to like do and perform weirdly, discolor, peel off, all kinds of stuff. Get and, some cracky after a while. 
Yeah, actually, uh, I did an experiment on this. Uh, I, it turned out it was pleather. Uh, it didn't look like it when I got it. Uh, but this, uh, the middle of this jetpack is actually like one of those pleather little clutchy purse things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, and, uh, like so, a binocular holder or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So whenever oh, okay. I glued all my stuff together, I hit this thing with a. Uh, it's like a plasti dip rubberized coating, yeah. but it was uh, it was flex seal. That's a lot of damage, that guy. Uh, <laughs> I, spread, I uh, sprayed it all over in, um, and I sprayed it on top of like the rivets and the hot glue gun rivets and stuff. That's why these things are uh, pretty resilient. They're not going to peel off unless the rest of the foam peels off. But as we were walking, uh, a little brass thingy popped up. And it was brass, and I thought I was fused to there and stuff. And I'm like, didn't I epoxy glue that? That's like the strongest glue I got. Uh, but still, it's pleather. It sucks. Pleather sucks. It just, I'm sorry. So, uh, Don't be sorry. We're going to have to find a glue, and we're going to have to find a gear, and, and it will be fixed. Fantastic. I figured that it's important to point out, you know, everything falls yeah. off, breaks, thing, everything's an iterative process. He already has one in yeah. And, uh. But see, yeah. I wouldn't have. I'm sitting right here, and I would never have noticed that until you pointed it out. Well, that's where artists. It's part of the just, design. Yeah. Okay? That's just how it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's why there's this whole, like, debate, because, like, one of the things that we talk about a lot, and you feel free to jump in if you'd like, um, is that we collect things for shapes. Like, mm. the, like that little dome thing you got. I don't even remember what it was. What was it? That we used to for shipping stuff the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so was it uh, Christmas time? At, we have a Fred Meyer in our town. They had these, um, like, kind of for kids. Uh, they just filled with a bunch of candy, and there was a clear dome on top, and then a uh, kind of like a greenish colored. Oh, it's like dome one of those, like, giant, like, Easter egg things, but a yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. A com- complete, like, sphere. And we ate all the candy and all that stuff. As you do. And then it's just clear on top, green on bottom. And um, I'm going to take this thing and turn it into some kind of time machine looking thing. So I'm going to have like lights and stuff in there. And uh, it was just a really cool, like, you you don't think about like the shapes of things yeah. too often. You walk through the store and you're, like, and you're like, Sorry. you can have shapes for like rocket engines you can have yeah these are actually made out of foam but uh this little uh, oil tank or whatever uh this is actually one of those slime containers <laughs> that you get the kids slime in it I'm, I'm a big slime collector i got all the colors um these are all like cpap tubing this is uh this is, this is one of those uh thermometer thingies where you get three of them in the wood little plaque and it's like one oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I just popped the lid off and kind of gussied it up a little bit, put some crud on it. These are bunches of caps and twisty knobs. This is an old steampunk goggle that I crammed into it. And uh, uh, yeah, so got a little bit of extra steampunk. Uh, busted, used uh, CO2 container. Uh, all of this stuff was just stuff sitting in a bin underneath the workstation. And I'm like, I need to make a jetpack now. Um, uh, these are shapes. Okay, let's work with them. Glue them all together as best as you can. I recommend Gorilla Glue 5-Minute Epoxy for most stuff. Uh, you can reinforce it with some, uh, I don't know, uh, what do you recommend? Uh, some E6000 is okay in certain situations where you need to have a little flex. But don't count on it too heavily if you are planning on uh, bumping it into stuff more often because it'll, uh, it'll, that rubbery thing will just kind of pop up. Uh, There's something that I've fallen in love with that's uh, epoxy putty. Uh, it's, it comes in a tube about that long. It's black outside, white in the middle. You break off a piece. It's like Play-Doh or uh, uh, Silly Putty. 
you mold it together until it's gray, and then you got about ten minutes before it's solid as a rock. Oh, I didn't know that. Epoxy. Epoxy putty. Epoxy putty. Yeah. Where do you get it? Uh, hardware store. You're, you can get it on Amazon. Um, I I prefer to get using the stuff that's steel reinforced, but it's uh, it's uh, plumbers will use it to you know just stop leaks. Uh, it has a hundred and one uses. It's completely sandable. Uh, wow. A lot of my stuff, it's like I'll build a thing. I'm like, all right, there's all these gaps and holes, and bam, epoxy putty. I'll sand it. Yeah, presto. Yeah. But I, I really want to kind of go back to what you were talking about, Tony, about not letting things go to waste. And you were going to talk about the slippers, weren't you? Kind uh, I was going to talk about like um, the neck to this dinosaur is actually just a uh, coffee tent. Yeah. Um, but here. Uh, we had like three squippers, and I needed the neck to the dinosaur to be able to move. Hold it up so people in your back can and see. And swippers have U joints on them, mm-hmm. and the swippers are fairly cheap. I think you get like a swiffer for ten bucks. Yeah, like ten bucks. Oh, okay. So what about those things? Yeah, yeah. A U joint. A U joint. Um, so I stuck three uh, swippers on here. I think I five minute epoxy these on here or something. They're on there good, they're not going A while ago. Um, And I had these attached to PVC pipes, so I took the swippers and just shoved them inside the PVC pipe. And they're made out of aluminum, so you could just drill a hole straight through them and just put a bolt on them. And I extended them to six feet. That sounds about right. And then, because they ran inside the dinosaur, because I was inside the... um, the abdomen of the dinosaur, so I had to have the controls in here, and all of those controls had to be exaggerated, so it had to be like one-to-one, so you pull down, it goes up, push forward, goes forward, left and right. In retrospect, I should have put a fourth one on here, but I didn't quite think about that too much. Yeah, the swippers, for example, you would never think about it, right? If you're going to throw away a swipper. That's right. Before uh, you throw anything away, I think of repurposing it. Exactly. That's my that's my real budget tip. And then Josh is going to look at me about no No, 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 no. You can, you can absolutely do that. But if you have it for, you know, set yourself a, a time. A year, two years, fine, great. You have to mark everything. I don't know. And then that's, that's fine. Well, it's what, like, I do, what I do is I ask myself, Am I going to use this in the next three months for something? Is there a project that I'm working on, or is there something that I will need this for? If it's just on the hopes and dreams that I might use it in one fanciful day, yeah, that usually happens sometimes. And you'll be kicking yourself the day you get rid of the thing you need, and then you're like, ah, well, hell. But at the end of the day, it's like, you find another solution. It's it's not the end of the world. You'll find another bomber jacket thing you're looking for. uh, the, the the real concept, that that's my metric for stuff, and I'm down to three bins of crap now, as opposed to like 20. Yay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, use that rule as your own discretion. Make up your own rule set. I ain't your boss. I ain't your boss. I know. I'm, 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 it, make your own rules at your own discretion, but stick to them. Yeah. It's, it's you know if you like I said you know he does a couple of months I'll do mine for a couple of years. Mm. It's like if I still have this if I've been looking at this thing for three years and I still haven't done anything with it, it's gotta go. It's taken up room. You re-gift it to somebody. Right. If I move house and I have to pack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've moved twice and I've had to move all of this stuff and it's like oh. If the sea takes back the land for itself. 
Boom, I got it. Also in, in here, um, I needed a spring-loaded action for his jaw, and I'm just running a bungee cord all the way to the front of his tongue because I'm pulling all of this force from here forward back into the bag. Okay. So you can actually see the uh, bungee cord just hanging up back here. And then just to give it a little bit more pull, I have these two, um, what would they be called? Uh, you see them on like, um, if you go to the hospital, um, Oh, the, the, re the retractable yeah, baggy yeah, yeah. thingy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have a couple of those kind of in here. You know when people have got like the bags and they can... Oh, bags, bags. Got, no, no, yeah, bags. Yeah, that way yeah. they can scan it to get into the door or whatever. It, they don't wear bags on their head. No, 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 not usually. <laughs> That's a weird like this. All right, so another cardinal rule is the things not to do. So uh, I, I was actually... We're, I'm, I'm doing a time check. Oh, how are we doing? Uh, Bad? We're, we have, because of the new rules with, with uh, the panels, they want us to be done by the 50 mark. Oh. We'll have time. Okay. Um, so that means we only have a couple minutes. So okay. I was going to say, we've been talking about uh, lots of budget stuff, but what's the one thing people should not skimp on? What's the one thing people should feel they can they can actually spend the money on? Tools! Your tools! Oh, absolutely. Don't get crappy tools. You will hit yourself in that little uh, crappy tool you got at the garage sale flies off into your brain uh, because you're like, oh, I saved a buck. I mean, yeah, I had a chip on it when it started, but I thought I sanded that out real good. Um, I'm being very oddly specific with this uh, little story. It did not happen. I made it up, I swear. Um, but yeah, uh, you have to spend... <laughs> yeah. You don't want to know what's under here. I'm sorry. It's fantastic under here. I'm sorry. Um, so, what about you, Chief? What do you think? What's the one thing that, that people should not skimp on? Tools is a good one. That being said, uh, there's nothing better to scrap from than a broken power tool. Yeah. Um, Just don't make it a tool again. Yeah, yeah. That's like once it's once it's broken, keep it broken. Don't try to repair that. Uh, hmm. Hello. I would I would definitely go with uh, like glue and adhesives and stuff. It's like I will always get the the good, stuff. the good stuff when it comes to like I was telling you before about the steel reinforced epoxy. It's like twelve bucks a tube. It's more than I want to spend, but this is what works. This is what I know how to work with it. I know its limitations, um, and experiment with different adhesives. Know what it can do. Know what it can't do. Uh, know what, what works best for you. Don't be afraid to screw up. Failure is actually probably the greatest teacher, and I hate to admit that. I wish <laughs> there was a better way. I wish you could just nail it the first time and be like, yeah, yeah I learned a lot. All right. Not usually not. Lord Towers, what do you think is the one thing that you shouldn't... Uh... Also tools. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Related to that, I'm yeah. sorry, but, but I'm interrupting. But like, I'm thinking safety things. Depending on what uh, tools you use, you oh, do want to take care of your eyes and safe, your ears. Safety. <laughs> Wait. Safety first. Safety third. A couple of years ago, I lost this finger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so we're talking to the person who literally has a a saw blade with safety third engraved on it because it has a taste of blood in it. Yeah, <laughs> I cut this finger completely off. Um, it's been reattached. You can see like the scars. Um, I feel nothing. What else were you either. using? Um, I was changing the blade on a miter saw, and it was an old miter saw that was built in like the 60s. So the button was on the outside here, 
and I leaned forward because the miter saw is you know back here, and this is the handle. Yeah. And I leaned forward. Should and I plug it? No, I, I, I was, while it was still plugged in. Um, put on the wrench, and my finger was back here. And I was going to apply the pressure to, you know, get the blade free. And my shoulder tapped the button for about a tenth of a second and ripped through my finger. So safety is probably important. Don't skimp on fingers. I was gonna say, and this is why you don't buy cheap tools, right? There we go. Then, <laughs> because that was from the 70s. And that, I mean, it's not, not necessarily don't buy cheap tools, but like modern safety standards are miles above where they were before. <laughs> Buttons aren't there in modern tools. Yeah, your tools don't have to be period specific. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true, but at the same time, it, it's. Bounds, yeah. It, yeah. Can I make another little side note? Invest things you should spend your money on. Your friends, pay full price. You know, your friends are your artists and your creative collaborative people. Don't let them undercharge themselves. Because I, I am really good at that. I should have a PhD in underselling myself. Uh, You're all really, really bad at underselling yourself. I'm going to go down to the hotel lobby and hit up the printer and print out a PhD for underselling myself. Um, I think that's a collective issue for all of us. Don't be afraid to haggle up or give people what they're worth, you know. Uh, and, you know, it can suck when you are on a budget. But I think that has karmic uh, things, if you're into that sort of concept. You know, you, get, you, you pay it forward, and it will come back to you, I think. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Eventually. You, you, yeah, in weird ways. Um, I mean, what's the worst that happens? Why you do you guys say friend. stuff like that? No, no, no. If, you, if, lose you, money. you lose money. It's you like, yeah, if, if the, worst, the worst happens, the, the worst case scenario, you lose money and you have a better friend. But, well, oh, no, no. the worst case scenario is you don't have the friend. Oh, no, no. That's, that, that, uh, no. You gave me money? Gross. How dare you? All right, so we have about five minutes left in the panel, so we'd, I'd like to open it up to questions, comments, thoughts. You guys have an opportunity to jump in. I see a hand at the far back. Um, yeah, just a quick comment uh, as far as adhesives with things like pleather and not as good materials. Um, I found that Loctite indoor craft glue actually works really well. I'm really hard on my costumes. I can't sew for diddly squat. So everything that I have, all of my more elaborate stuff is all held together with glue and a prayer and it's all the Loctite stuff. And it is, it, it survives being thrown around, being tossed on the ground, being taken off, thrown in a suitcase and a tub, all sorts of things. You know, if I tried that on this thing, it might have, like ate into the leather oak pleather a little bit and then made that seal a little bit better. You know, like ripping it off, you'd have like a little nice little cake chunk. But uh, that's what we're going for, right? Yeah. I want it to stick. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna be trying that out on the off chance that you have to run into some pleather and you gotta use it for something. It happens, you know? If you like to use fancy inductors or transformers, anything with power supply, tear it apart, tear it apart. No computer leaves my place without getting pulled apart. There's all kinds of inductors there. Yeah, uh, like cheapo Christmas there. lights. Uh, don't be afraid to scavenge the like little string lights and use yeah. them for everything. Nice. Chop them up, mix them into stuff. Nobody, not everybody, needs to know how to program Arduino chips and make button relays and all that crap happen. That's his job. <laughs> uh, I think that it's important to just start with what you got and don't be afraid to uh, you know do some trial. Buy a couple of them. Just to make sure that if one breaks, be like, well, that's not, that's, I'm, I'm Edisoning my way to the top. Do you know how many crappy light bulbs he made before he figured it out? 
I mean, they're not crappy. They're they're fine. Ed, oh, you Edison heads out there. Thank Sorry. You. Thank you. She needs to say something. It yeah. sounds like you're not from this area. So let me tell you about two really good places where you can find things. Uh, one is the White Elephant, a thrift store in Green Valley, uh, a retirement community. It's amazing. Oh, there you go. That's my idea. And the other is the Mercado Flea, which is the second Sunday of every month, meaning this Sunday. And it's, uh, I I don't remember the street. I know how to find it, but you can Google it. It's in Tucson? In Tucson, South Tucson. Yeah, we didn't even bring up flea markets. Yeah, we, well, sort of. Sort of. Um, I'm sorry. Does anybody else want to say anything? I, kind of I saw a couple of hands in the back that didn't, that went down. No? Okay. Yes. So this is something I've been thinking, and I'm sure you guys do this. I mean, we're talking about take this and make something else and, and use what you have. But, you know, sometimes you have regular things in your closet that you want to use as what they were originally intended for. And and that's really useful to talk about a budget. You know, oh, I haven't worn this in forever. I'm going to use it for something else. I mean, you don't always have to go out looking. You can use what's in your house. Absolutely. I've often wondered like that maybe a fun like YouTube series would be how to steamp steampunkify your closet, like taking your essentials that you already have, mm -hmm. like not this one, but my first original ruffle shirt was just like one of those 70s ruffle exactly. shirts that I got at a thrift store, and I liked it for work. Um, but then I would throw a vest over it, and ta-da, steampunky! Some, so. some of us have old things like that in our closet. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to go to a thrift store, that's what I'm saying. Necessity yeah. is the mother of invention. If yeah. you don't got it on hand, sometimes you just got to use whatever's on hand. That sounded better in my head. You get it. Yes. We all know what you mean. Yeah. Everything sounds better in your head. <laughs> it does. I see a hand. Yes. Where can we follow you guys online to watch your cosplay oh, adventures? Oh, oh, God. Uh, I have a card. You can leave some cards up here. Yeah, cards. Guys, you guys got business cards. If you, if you don't, you know, write stuff down or whatever. Be like, take a picture of my arm. I'm going to write it down. Um, yeah, uh, we'll do uh, business cards lots of stuff later. Yes, uh, there, uh, over there. So I was going to say, um, the other thing is family members' closets. My very um, first um, steampunk thing, the very first time I went to Wild Wild West Con, that man over there said, you don't show up in jeans and a t-shirt, which was exactly what I was planning on coming in. Um, I hit my mom's closet, I mean, my mom's closet and my closet. Because she had all the Western wear from when she line danced and stuff like that. And uh, she had like long skirts. Yes. And I had the courses. Nice. I had three, um, you know, costumes. Yes. Yeah, and didn't buy any dancing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, do not yeah. get rid of these. I want all these exactly. So just, just. Oh my throw god, this thing is so freaking. This thing is a. Uh, this that's is a really good idea. I saw another hand. Right next to you. You're seeing hands. I'm seeing the fans. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of early, and I did take some allergy medicine before this panel. So I'm just <laughs> um, okay, well, I actually, I think we're at time. If you have any questions or anything, you can always head us up at the con. We're going to be here. Yep, and we'll put business cards up front so you guys can stack some. Um, and since you came to the first panel on a Friday at 10 a.m., there are some Cinnabons if anybody wants. Earn a reward. So first come, first serve on the Cinnabons. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. This was fun. We did it. We did it. All right, one down. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. 
If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Ragnarok and roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.